Parents, if your kids love listening to audio stories, but you don't want them using your phone all the time to listen to them, you need a story button. Story button is a screenless device that makes it easy to listen to kid podcasts, audiobooks, and more without having to use a tablet, phone, or keep track of any cards or toys. Fan favorites like Miles the Brave and Treasure Galaxy will give your kids an extra spark of exciting imagination, while the bedtime category will help your kids as they get ready to sleep. Go to storybutton.com to learn more and view all the content currently available in the library. Story Button. Imagination lives here. Hello again and welcome back to Kids Bible Stories. We are getting closer and closer to Christmas Day. So, this is perfect timing to hear what the Bible says about our Savior's birth. His birth changed everything. Now, I was hoping to update this episode. However, I am sick and my voice is not very good. So, we are using an old Christmas episode, but I have updated the application section at the end. Today's story is called, A Savior is Born. And this comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 4 through 7. Today's story will begin with Mary being pregnant with Jesus. She and Joseph are making their long, long journey to Bethlehem. Let's begin our story here. Even though it was a very long journey for Mary and Joseph, they finally arrived at Bethlehem. Joseph reached down to rub his aching feet. Ooh, ouch, that was a lot of walking. Mary sat on the donkey, watching the bustling city of Bethlehem. There were people everywhere, people selling breads at the market, Little boys and girls running up and down the streets, giggling as they played hide-and-seek. One, two, three, ready or not, here I come, Mary heard the children shout to one another. Mary, Joseph, and the donkey were probably so tired from their travel that they went to the market to buy some food and water. Even the donkey gulped the nice, ice-cold water down that they put in front of him. The donkey finished drinking his water, and Mary probably asked Joseph, Joseph, what should we do next? And maybe Joseph said, Well, we'll, we'll go check in and sign our names on the list, just like Caesar told us to do. Then, We can go see if I have any old friends or maybe family that still live here in Bethlehem, and we can go say hello. Mary replied, Okay, well, let's do that now because I'm not feeling so good. So they did just that. Soon it was evening. The air was starting to grow cooler as the sun began to lower in the sky. Mary saw the pretty orange, pinks, and purples as the sun began to set. She sat and rubbed her tummy. Mary looked at Joseph and said, I'm getting sleepy and hungry. Joseph, there are a lot of people here today. Do you think we will even find a place to sleep here? She asked him. 
Joseph replied, "'Uh, well, honey, I hope so. I've knocked on many, many doors, and so far no one would even let us stay. But I see some more homes, so let's go knock on those doors.' So, with Mary riding the donkey, Joseph began to lead them down the dirt road to the other doors, and together they all clip-clopped down that little road, asking people, "'Excuse us, we are here from out of town, and we do not have a place to stay tonight. Do you have a room that we may borrow just for tonight, please?' Knock after knock after knock, everyone answered back to Joseph. "'Oh, no, we have no room here. No, sir, I'm so sorry.' It was getting darker now. The candles had to be lit in the houses in order to see. Joseph's normally cheerful face began to look sad, his lips turning down into a frown. He scratched his chin, and he looked at Mary and said, Well, I think we are almost out of options. I don't think there's any other place to go. Maybe that's when Mary smiled and looked at him. She pointed to a little barn. Look, over there, she said. Let's just try one more place. I'm tired, and I would love to just lie down, even if it's in that barn. So they walked over to the little barn and knocked on the door. Yes? Yes? An old, raspy voice answered back. Oh, uh, hello. I'm sorry to bother you, but you see, we are out of town, and my wife is going to have a baby soon, and, well, we just need a place to rest tonight. May we use your barn? Why, of course. There's plenty of hay, and all the animals are nice. Except that goose. Watch out for that one. He'll eat your clothes. Ha! Oh, uh, thank you so much, kind sir, Joseph said. And with that, the older man closed the door. Joseph helped Mary off the donkey, and they only had to take a few steps to be in the little brown barn. The floor was covered in soft, warm hay. The cows mooed at Mary and Joseph as they entered. Mary smiled and patted their heads. Joseph unpacked the blankets they had brought in their bags. He and Mary made a bed out of the hay. The animals surrounded them, lulling them to sleep with their calm noises. When, suddenly, Mary began shaking Joseph's arm to wake him up. Joseph! Joseph! she yelled in great excitement. The baby! The baby! The time has come for our baby to be born! Joseph rubbed his eyes and then jumped to his feet. He was excited. And sure enough, Mary had the baby just as the angel said she would. And they named him, what's his name, everybody? Jesus. That's right, Jesus. So Mary quickly and gently wrapped the soft little blanket around him and placed him in a manger. Suddenly, all grew calm and peaceful. The stars seemed to shine brighter. Even the animals in the barn seemed to know that our Savior, Jesus, had been born. 
The fluffy white sheep carried over some more hay to help make the manger softer for the new baby. The cows, with their big brown noses, nudged over some apples that were lying on the ground. With their big wet noses, they gently rolled the apples over to Mary and Joseph, helping to feed them in celebration. Even the chickens gathered around the manger, and the pigs trotted over too. All were so excited that they all wanted to see Jesus and be near him. They were all in awe that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the one the whole world had been waiting for, was born in their little barn in Bethlehem on that starry night. Well, that is it for our story today. But before we go, let's think about what we just heard. What are some things you picture when you think of a king? Answer out loud. I think like he wears a real crown and he's and he has lots of gems and jewels and fancy clothes. Gold. Yes, or castles, mansions. Very good. Jesus is the king of kings. However, was he born in a majestic castle? No. Was he born in a hospital or a home? No. No. He was born in a humble manger. This is the opposite of royal or fancy. Jesus came in a way that many did not expect. They were looking for a strong and mighty soldier or a powerful rich king. But instead, the Savior would come as a gentle, humble baby and a very normal one at that. No golden crib with servants to care for him. No army of soldiers following his command. He could have, but God chose not to. Jesus' birth changed everything. God had a plan all along to send us a savior, a rescuer. God came down from heaven that Christmas morning as a baby. Think about that for a moment. Think about how wonderful heaven is and how different our world is from it. He gave up that to come down for us. Now on earth, Jesus would experience thirst and hunger, feeling cold or tired, feeling sorrow and pain. He did not have to do any of this, but he chose to. You see, without the birth of our Savior, Jesus, there would be no cross. And without the cross and resurrection at Easter, we would have no hope. This is why we celebrate Christmas. This is why Jesus' birth is such a huge deal. He did all of this to rescue you and me. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Well, 
that is it for our story today. Merry Christmas, everyone. And, as always, bye for now.